Yes. Welcome to the God's Warriors group call slash Bible study. Um, today, I got my brother Rashawn joining me, and he's actually going to be reading, um, taking us through John 7 uh, together with all of the audience online. We might have a few people joining us live. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, and the purpose of this group call is just to discuss about God, expand expand our faith, become disciples of Christ, and, and get into God's Word. And today, we're continuing the series of John, the book of John in the New Testament, and we are on chapter seven. Cool. So uh, Rashawn's going to read, and uh, I'll open us uh, with a word of prayer, and then Rashawn will take it with uh, reading uh, John chapter seven. So if you guys want to open up your Bibles and pull up John chapter seven, the time to do it is now. You can pause this video or this podcast to grab your Bible, flip it to John seven, because that's what we're going through here. All right. So Let's pray now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us in this moment as we are about to read your word. Uh, as Rashawn's about to read your word, I pray that you just fill him with the Holy Spirit and give him power as he as he reads your word uh, so that we all can uh, can hear your word and we can experience your Holy Spirit as he's doing it. I pray that you give a special revelation into our lives as you're as we're reading and studying your word. And I pray that you are just here right now, that you're touching every single person that's watching this recording on YouTube and the podcast. I pray that you just touch them right now, Lord, that they feel your presence, that they feel your peace, that they feel your comfort, Lord, and that you open them up, that you allow them to surrender, uh, and so that your word can indwell within them and transform them through your Holy Spirit. I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Cool. Awesome. So Rashawn's going to lead us through John chapter seven, and we'll discuss it along the way and uh, appreciate all of you guys joining. All right. Take it away, bro. Praise God. God bless everyone. So yeah, it is 53 scriptures. So um, I guess we could just, I don't know how you want to break it down, like every couple of scriptures, because how we do it, we'll read it. But I guess it's a lot. So we just read you want to just read like five at a time and then talk about it like that yeah. since it's a lot. Yeah, wherever wherever is a good uh a good stopping point. Okay. So I'm reading out the NLT. Um so it says Jesus and his brothers. So verse one. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters, and Jesus, Jesus' brothers, uh Jesus' brother said to him, leave here and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you highlight this. If you if you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Jesus replied, now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime. <laughs> the world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on. I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. Oh, that's profound. Oh. Yeah. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee. Yeah, I think so, the main part right there is where uh, Jesus spoke. That's one of the reasons I uh, I labeled it glorify God. I think more of it is and when Jesus speaks later on in the chapter. Um but as Jesus testifies against the world and the evil works, 
right? And that's why people hate Jesus and uh, hated Jesus and hate Christianity and hate Christians is because, you know, the, the, that they have evil desires and they want to do evil things, but Jesus and Christians rebuke it. Like, no, that's sin. Like, no, stop doing that. Right. And uh, so that's why the world kind of hates, hates Jesus and hates Christians, you know, followers of Christ, uh, Jesus. So um, yeah, it's really, really good stuff right there. Mm. Yes, yeah, very profound. Um, even, you know, leading into verse six, which is what I was going to talk about his response. But, you know, his own brothers, like his own family didn't seem to understand which number one, they were testing God, um, you know, which is what we're not meant called what we're not supposed to do. It says in the scripture not to test God or put him to the test, but also that they didn't even realize like who they were speaking to, like they didn't realize. That's why he said, you can go ahead. He said, now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. So not only like is he obviously revealing, you know, the religious, because that's what Jesus was doing. He came to get rid of any religious spirit or, you know what I'm saying, people that are stuck in religion. But anyways, um, you know what I'm saying? He he has the Holy Spirit in him because he is the word. He's God in the flesh, the son of God, son of man, right? So, like, he understood that he couldn't go there. Like, they could go there because God was not in them. But if he goes there, he knows that he has to, he's called to do his father's will. So they 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 will hate him for that. Um, and that's, just, you know, profound because as believers, like, you have to understand that people recognize your spirit. If you have God in you, like, demonic forces and demons they recognize that and they'll begin to respond to to how you are operating in that um so you know it's just being cognitive to, to act when god but we'll continue to go on uh so so it's so jesus teaches openly at the temple so verse 10 says but after his brothers left from the festival jesus also went though secretly staying out of public view so he ended up going anyways the Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds. Some argued he's a good man, but others said he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. But no one had the courage to speak. Oh, man. No one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. Then midway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach the people Sorry, begin to teach. The people were surprised when they heard him. How does he know so much when he hasn't been trained? They asked. So Jesus told them, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who speak or a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. Moses gave you the law, but none of you obeys it. And he said that with like authority because it's, it's exclamation. So none of you obeys it. In fact, you are trying to kill me. <laughs> the crowd replied, you're, a, you're demon possessed. Who's trying to kill you? Um, and then I'll stop at Jesus replied. I did one miracle on the Sabbath and you were amazed, but you work on the Sabbath, too. When you obey Moses' law of circumcision, actually this tradition of circumcision begins with the patriarchs long before the law of Moses. 
For if the correct time for circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it so as not to break the law of Moses. So why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath? Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Um, so like, oh my gosh, bro. There's, there's, there's just so much meat in that. Um, I'll first go back to verse 13. He says, but no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. So like <laughs> they, they, they were like, they're literally against Jesus and what he stands for. But like God is so above and is so much authority that even though they wanted to say certain things, they couldn't even have the utterance to speak it because it says they didn't want to get in trouble with the Jewish leaders. But overall, they knew it was because they were afraid because they just didn't want to admit who God was like or who Jesus Christ was like most of them knew like to of an extent. Now, most of them were ignorant, but most of them knew, you know, that this was not just a normal man. Like <laughs> this was supposed to be the Messiah, you know, the promise, the one to come like they speak about. But they didn't want to admit that because they're so like he said, they're um, what did he say? Uh, basically, they're like the Sabbath, you know, they're caught up. They're so caught up in their own ways. They're so caught up in their selfishness. You know, what I'm saying? that's what says those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. So like they, they're just so caught up in their position and their power that they don't want to admit to it because they know that it will reveal, you know, the, their true intentions, their heart posture. And like, yeah. um, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's just so profound, even with like talking about the Sabbath, like they're hypocrites. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to circumcise on the Sabbath? But if I go and heal that, that I can't, that's, I can't do that. You rebuke me for that. But it's like the Sabbath means it's a day of rest. That means that you're not even technically, I forgot how they say, I think seven day events is like, after it turns like once the sun goes down Friday night, you're not even supposed to leave your house. Like yeah. you're not supposed to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Until, until the Sabbath is lifted. So like, he's basically just rebuking the, you know, the hypocrisy in them. Um, and also clarifying that, you know, he's humbling himself that his message is not his own. It comes from God. So like, everything we do is through the will of the father. Like we can't, it's none of us. It's all of all. That's why when we praise, you know, let none of me, but all of you, Lord, we glorify your name. We give you praise because he understood his mission. So yeah, um, that's really, yeah, that's the reason I named the, this, this uh, Bible study glorify God, right. Is just the fact that everything that Jesus did was to do the works of his father, right. God, Right. And he was he lived a perfect life as an example was how we should live. Right. And so that that's exactly how we should live is we act and speak and think in everything we do to glorify God. Right. Just like Christ did. And so I think that when he you know talks about um, my teachings is not my own, it comes from the one who sent me. Right. That's exactly what we're doing right here. Right. We're saying the Bible study is like saying, Hey, this is it. Like false prophets are like, Hey, this is all me. I have my own book. You know, this, you know, I found the way I am the way that's false prophets. 
No, we're, we, you know, followers of Christ. We point everything back to God, right? Like, oh yeah, the, I, I, I speak some good game. I have some good wisdom, but that isn't me. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through me. That's coming from revelation from God's word. That's, you know, you're pointing, you're pointing everything. Jesus, that's look at God, you know, don't praise me, praise God which on the other end, people are like, oh, praise me. I'm super wise. I'm super smart. But that's what we do is we glorify God. And so that's why I named it was that section right there that you uh, read uh, verse 16, um, verse 16 to verse 19. That's mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's why I named it this. Cool. Yeah, we'll keep going. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's why it's just so how Jesus speaks like, you have to understand he's he sets the example so many times like how we're supposed to move and that's why every time when he speaks he usually just he either glorifies god which he always does or he asks questions like he's never gonna catch himself defending himself because he knows it's not of him um but so verse 25 is jesus the messiah some of the people who lived in jerusalem started to ask each other isn't this the man that isn't this the man they are trying to kill? But here he is speaking in public <laughs> and they say nothing to him. Could our leaders possibly believe that he is the Messiah? But how could he be? For we know where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out. Oh my, and this is so crazy, like, I'm going to keep reading, but like, you got to think like God ways are, he knows your thoughts. He literally heard them. Like they weren't even speaking to him or out loud. He heard their thoughts and said, yes, you know me and you know where I come from, but I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true and you don't know him, but I know him because I come from him and he sent me to you. <laughs> then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time Oh my gosh, his time has not come yet, or his time had not yet come. Many among the crowds at the temple believed in him. After all, they say, they said, Would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? When the Pharisees heard that the crowds were whispering such things, they and the leading priests sent temple guards to arrest Jesus. But Jesus told them, <laughs> Jesus told them, uh, uh, sorry. I will be with you only a little longer. Then I will return to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but not, but not find me. And you cannot go where I am going. The Jewish leaders were puzzled by this statement. Where he, is he planning to go? They asked, is he thinking of leaving the country and going to the Jews and other lands? Maybe he will even teach the Greeks. What does he mean when he says you will search for me, but not find me? And you cannot go where I am going. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so it's like, so, so like they're speaking, they're, they're thinking and speaking out of ignorance. And like, that's what like Jesus is rebuking and convicting them of is like, you don't even know me. Cause like, if you knew me, like, that's why it says, if you know, if you know the son, you know the father, like, or when you see the son, you see the father, like, they don't even know who they're speaking to because they're so caught up and their old ways and traditions, which is hard when that's the only thing you know. But, like, uh, Pastor Michael Smith talked about in my conference. He was like, you know, they, they live in a shadow, which is like being indulged in the Old Testament. Like, you don't even know who's speaking to you. Um, 
but you know what I'm saying? He could just continues to press on and, and, and put God first. Like this, I'm not here because of me. Like I'm here because of the will of my father. Like I'm here to serve his purpose. And like, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, there can, it literally said the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not come, had yet come. So like, this just shows that they literally have no power. Like, they're saying all these things and, and doing all these things and saying this and that, but like, and you got to think this is coming from high priests. This is coming from people that hold authority, like in their lands. And literally they're just, they're making fools of themselves. Like they can't even touch Jesus. Like they tried to arrest him, but they can't because it's not his time. And like God is in control. So it's just, it's just so profound. It's so crazy. Um, even like how they were just so puzzled when he said, like, I will only be with you a little longer than I'll return to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but not find me. and You cannot go where I'm going. So like he's literally saying, like, because you you don't even know me and you won't accept who I am, you can't go. You can't go where I'm going and you will not find me because your heart is not postured in the right it's not postured in the right direction. So like, that's why it's so important that we continue to set our gaze, set our eyes upon. That's why it says seek the things above. You have to continue to set your eyes on God because ignorance can, we, we can easily get caught up in ignorance and, uh, you know, we don't want to be separated from what the father is doing. So praise God. Yeah. It's good stuff. The only thing I was going to say is when Jesus says, yes, you know me and you know where I'm from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him and he sent me. This is one of the many examples uh, in the Gospels where Jesus basically says he's God or he's from God, that he's the son of God, that, you know, like <clears throat> the Holy Trinity, right? Um speaking speaking that when a lot of you know um religions or you know ap apologetics like atheists or any anybody else that says that jesus didn't claim to be god or god in the flesh um he you know these are just one of the many examples where you know he speaks in parables a lot right he speaks in metaphors he speaks in the way that you ha has to require faith he doesn't just say you know clearly i am the son of god i am god now he speaks in a way that's like okay what does that mean okay that's what it means it means he is god he is god in the flesh he is the son of god right and there's many examples of that in the bible or in the in the gospel specifically and so that one pointed out to me um when you read that hmm. yeah so i forgot what my other train of thought but we'll just keep going um 37 i think <laughs> yeah, Jesus promises lemon water. Oh, this is where it gets good. Uh, so verse 37, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him, but the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus has not yet entered into his glory. So he hasn't been crucified yet and, and, and ascended with the father. Uh, so that was kind of short. Um, I guess what, yeah, we'll just read this last bit because that's the end of it after this. So division and unbelief. 
Uh, verse 40, when the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting. Others said he is the Messiah. Still others said, but he can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? For the scriptures clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. So the crowd was divided about him. Some even wanted him arrested, but no one laid a hand on him. Like, there it is again. When the temple guards returned without having arrested Jesus, the leading priests and Pharisees demanded, why didn't you bring him in? We have not, we have never heard anyone speak like this. The guards responded, have you been led astray too? The Pharisees mocked, is there a single one of us rulers or Pharisees who believes in him? This foolish crowd follows him, but they are ignorant of the law. God's curse is on them. Then Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? He asked. They replied, are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. Wow. Uh, this is uh, then the most agent Greek. Oh, that's different. Then the meeting broke up and everyone went home. Hmm. Yeah, bro. So, so it's like the the living water. Like anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the for the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So, like, and it's crazy because Jesus said this just proves that he's the Son of God because he said this before, like it said he. He said this before he even entered into his glory, before we were even reconciled with the Father, before we had the Holy Spirit. So, like, we have to understand, like, um, I forgot who was telling me this, but, well, I don't think anybody necessarily told me, but I had to remember myself. Like, oftentimes we catch ourselves, like, you know, picking up our cup and pouring into somebody, you know. But what we're supposed to do is, like, God fills up your cup and the overflow of that cup is what will touch other people. So like as he as he imparts his living water into us or as he pours his living water into us, he will also impart impart his living water into us so that we can impart it out to others. And like it's just so crazy cuz they're just continuously they're just they can't even wrap their minds around it. Like their minds are so wrapped up inside of the the law and the mo the law of Moses, which Jesus literally convicted them earlier in the scripture that they don't even obey by it. They can't like they can't even keep the law themselves. They're just trying to pick and choose certain like that's why he called them a brood of vipers. Like not in this not in this this chapter, but like they're just hypocrites. Like they're they're picking and choosing what they want out of the word. And it also says in Revelations like to not taketh or add add upon to the to the scriptures or God you'll have a God's curse upon you. So like that's what they're doing like they're picking and choosing what they want to believe and then they're like making that into their own. And like that's not what we're called to do, right? Like yeah. but the living the 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 living water is just so profound cuz it's like if you think about um you know when you're really thirsty even if you don't drink water your body is going to to want to reach for water, quench its thirst. So like, it's the same with our spiritual thirst. Like God will quench all of your spiritual needs. And like, you don't have to go anywhere else, but to just, you know, be still and know that I am God. Like sometimes we just have to just sit in his presence and let, let him fill us up. But 
I feel like in myself, I can see I've done that in the past. And still sometimes like we catch ourselves like trying to, to, to pour out to others, but it's like, you have to get your cup filled too. You can't always just fill people's cup because then you just, you just have a half filled cup and it's never full. So like, you just have to be very careful with, um, you know, you just, you be fed by the spirit and, and everything else will like come, like people will come because of that. And that's what Jesus did. Amen. But <laughs> this chapter, yeah, I forgot this chapter was this good, bro. I mean, the all of John is so great. Um, While we're going through it. Yeah. Especially with, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're struggling in your faith or really just understanding like Jesus's character and his mission, like what he came to do. That's really because John was the beloved son and it wasn't because he was necessarily the favorite, but it's because he was the only one that stuck around when Jesus was being crucified. He was the only one that was still there when the rest of them fled. Um, and he understood God's heart. So like, that's why he calls him his beloved son. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, brother, uh, you have any overall takeaways from? Uh... Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, the glory, the glorify God, right? And then what you just said right there. So first is the what I was speaking about as far as um, that when we're leaving, following Christ, we're following what he how he lived. Right. And so when he says you know, these teachings don't come from me. They come from the one who sent me, right? I try to, I'm trying, I'm trying to all my thoughts, words, and actions, everything I do to be a rule based off how Christ lived. Right. And I just want to point everything that I, all my words, all my actions, my character, and how I live out life to be pointing back to Christ and the teachings that come from Christ. Um, and then, uh, what you just said, as far as the overflow, right. Um, that you know that's always really important right and i think uh you know finding that balance is is uh can be tricky at times but uh especially the more you get into actually uh, some people are on the spectrum where they only get fed right and so like that's that's not good either you know and people could swing on the right side where they're constantly pouring out and they're not feeding themselves enough so finding that balance between being in your prayer life and reading the word of god having that overflow as well as you pour out into others. Me, I might seem like I'm, I, I'm possibly I could, I, I'm going to spend some time with God tonight for sure. Um, but like, yeah, I'm sick and I just got done working, you know, serving at the church, you know, painting and ripping out carpet at the church and then had two coaching calls and it's like a hundred degrees, you know, and so I'm a little, little, uh, quenched i need some i need some holy more some more holy spirit but uh the bible study was good <laughs> i appreciate you speaking speaking for me so i didn't because i just don't like to talk too much when i'm when i'm sick but what about you bro yeah praise god man um it's it's a lot of just a lot of meat but a lot of goodness uh even like but like you said really i think this chapter like the overall purpose of it is number one to understand how to respond um and understand that it's basically getting out all that pride all that selfishness like when you read this chapter it should bring conviction because 
and in different areas of our lives, we can all see where we have operated in ourselves. Like not even maybe you might not even really been intentionally trying to, but you may have been, you know, glorifying yourself because or, or just not giving God the credit <clears throat> because like when you have so, when you get so much wisdom and when you're just imparted in so much you know and you love God you you love the things of God like you want to go and you know, that's why he told Peter do you love me feed my sheep like you want to go and tell people about God but we have to be very cautious and careful that we're not um you know what I'm saying that 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 we're not catching ourselves putting ourselves on a pedestal. Thank you, Lord. Putting ourselves on a pedestal. Like you don't want to ever, like you see a lot of pastors, sadly, you know what I'm saying? They, they get all this like exposure. They get all this, you know, gain and they begin to put themselves on a pedestal. Right. And like, you have to understand like Jesus literally, he could have came down as a King, but he decided to be a lowly meek servant. Like that's why he told the disciples when they were all arguing over each other, like who's going to be the greatest in the, in the kingdom of heaven. Like he said, I'm not here to uh, be to, to be ministered to. I'm here to minister to people. Like I'm here to serve people. I'm not here to be served. I'm here to serve people. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're the body of Christ. We're the example. We're the image. So like anytime somebody sees us, they should be seeing Jesus Christ. And, and that's what Jesus was doing in this chapter. Thank you, Lord. Like he's so humble that it's like he knows who he is. Like, bro, imagine just if you're Jesus and like, we're not even like Jesus is literally God and we're not even Jesus, but we still catch ourselves like giving ourselves the praise. So it's like you have to, um, I don't look from my train of thought, but you just have to be mindful that you're not giving yourself the glory and you're giving God the glory. Cause like even God knew, like, I'm not, I'm here to glorify my father. I'm not here for myself i'm not here to put myself on a pedestal you know what i'm saying um and like even like you were saying i'll piggyback on that real quick because i know i don't know what time it's supposed to end but probably soon but um like you were saying about you know finding that balance on my prayer call this morning uh the pastor ray he was talking about you know be careful that you don't catch yourself being addicted to being fed that like you know you just you you keep you keep feeding, you keep feeding, you keep feeding on his spirit. You keep being fed that you just end up, you know, throwing it up. Like you're not really digesting. You're just throwing it back up. And then you're starting from the beginning again, because you're just addicted to being fed. Like you're not, you're not doing anything with it. Like you're not sharing it. You're not meditating on it. You're not truly really spending time with God. You're just, you're just kind of addicted to the feeling, right? You're just addicted to, to being in God's presence, to feeling his glory, which is good. But it's like, we have to, we have to be able to find ourselves to get past that so that we can get the impartation that he wants to give us. Cause sometimes we just get so caught up in his glory. We get so caught up in that, that feeling just, it's just a feeling of peace. It feels so good on your spirit. And then once you're filled, you're like, all right, I'm good. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to go take the day. But it's like, God's like, wait, I'm, I'm still, I didn't get to tell you what I, what I was trying to tell you. Like, you just got so filled up. You didn't even listen to what I had to say. And like, um, you know, that just ties in with the living water is just so profound. Um, and even like the, 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 uh, the last thing I'll touch on the Bible study I had earlier, um, 
my, my brother Tez was talking about because we're reading Proverbs four and it talks about all the all the gates. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I just wrote it down. Oh, sorry. All the all the, the four gates that leads to your soul. That's where we have to guard our heart. You know, um, you know. There's the tongue gate, the ear gate, the eye gate, and the feet gate. Like what you say, what you hear, what you see, what's where you go. So like we have to be very, very like you have to guard these gates because that's how the enemy is going to attack is through those areas. Um, and that's why, you know, Jesus just continues to, 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 to put God first. Like, even though he knows, he knew, he knows what power he possesses, but he knows that it's not his. And like, we just have to continue to do that ourselves so that we don't let our flesh get in the way of what God is trying to do through us. Because at the end of the day, God chose us. Like he adopted us into his family. We didn't choose to be adopted into Christ. Um, so yeah, I would just say in summary, just like Devin said, continue to praise God, continue to seek him, glorify him and, and, and pay attention to how you respond to things and what you say to make sure that you're not sounding like self gain or, or prideful or putting yourself on a pedestal, but you're giving God the glory, um, and that you're being fed, that you're, you're being quenched because if you're not being filled, you can't feel anybody else which is not your mission to do that anyways um and don't get caught up in the ignorance uh like the the pharisees and religious leaders did um you know with the with the the text and they didn't even realize who god was for yeah, him with the tradition yeah tr religious yeah religion yeah. yeah yeah cool appreciate you sharing rashawn and being here and reading and taking us through the john chapter seven um cool all right guys appreciate all of you guys watching and listening to this watching the recording uh god bless you guys peace be with you and uh reach out to me or rashawn on uh social media um if you have any questions you guys can click the links below uh to join the god the warriors community to join the bible study in the group call and uh i'll see you guys next time all right peace out brother god bless you yes sir. god bless love you bro love you bro peace